so we have a project. We have a project. We call it OM Champion Project. Hello and welcome back to the Marseille View. Uh, my name is Stefan and uh, tonight uh, we're back after a little absence, but um, gladly back to discuss all the, the latest fixtures. Um, so joining me tonight to do that, we've got Ben. How are you, Ben? Traumatised. <laughs> I was oh. trying to be positive in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no worries, no worries. You saw it firsthand, so I, I understand your trauma. Um, and we've also got uh, Julian. How are you, Julian? Hi, Steph. Hi, Ben. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm all right. I'm not as traumatized as Ben, but um, it was a depressing, uh, a depressing week. Uh, Marseille was, but we'll have time to talk about it. At least we got something yesterday, so feeling a bit better. But um, yeah, it, it, uh, it was quite tough. Yeah. So uh, as as you can sense, there is sadness in the air. So um, we've got some disappointing defeats to 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 cover uh, tonight. So in tonight's episode, we'll cover the last three games. So the the derby with Leon. Um, well, there's, and then, there's the final first leg as well because it's quite important, isn't it? Okay, did we not cover that last time? So no, we'll, no, because we, we, we recorded I think like three days, two days before. <laughs> okay, so we did. So we did the we had, we, yeah we put that preview episode out. So yeah, so we've got the Europe, Europa Conference League um, ties against Feyenoord first and second leg, and um, the uh, well yesterday's fixture in the game against uh, against Lorient. So, uh, yeah, so quite a bit to cover, actually. It's been a while since we've last recorded. So, um, starting off with uh, Ligue 1, so we'll start with the Lyon game. So, Derby game, shocked as a lamp, Pete goal. <laughs> well, I think we probably best do it together. I'm, I'm kind of... was before, no, the first leg was just before the Lyon game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, OK. But I'm, 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 oh, I'm thinking, well, just, um, just getting confusing, going back and forth, isn't it? Um, okay, we can do. It. We can start with that one if, if you prefer. Well, no, I, I guess this. Well, actually, yeah, you're right. There's not much to cover, really. I mean, to, oh, to it's be a, fair, quite interesting game. The final, the first game, actually. So yeah, to, to be fair, just to, just a quick note. Thanks again to to um, to Jeremy for for getting that preview out, and um, and it was quite accurate. You know, they they pressed us high and they put us under under huge pressure. Um, they knew our, our weak our weak spots. They were relentless with their pressing and, and recovering balls high in the first leg. Uh, we conceded two goals because we were. Uh, Angers actually came out in the midst of it after the game. He said, "Look, we 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 should have cleared our lines and stopped trying to be too clever and playing the ball out from the back." And we got caught out twice. Conceded two goals, came back to two-two, and then oh, fucking moment of. Brain, just brain fart from from Tsar straight from kickoff in second half. We can see the stupid third goal that ultimately is is proven to be our downfall. 
Yeah, so this is uh, in reference to the uh, the final game you were talking about. So, yeah, so um, really an, an exciting game though, wasn't it? It was really like, uh, I mean, it wasn't great quality football. I think it, I think both teams looked a bit crap, to be honest, but wide open. Um, it was entertaining for the neutrals, yeah. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> wasn't it? Um, so, yeah, just like Marseille defensively, just really, really poor and playing really high and really walking right into Feyenoord's game plan then they they were clearly exploiting that right from the start and but yeah um I think we 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 lost that game I believe you know um there from our own mistakes um absolutely we 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 are to blame really for and and that really defined the tie uh, Julian what about you any interesting reflections on the first leg against Feyenoord yeah, well, we it's um it's a bit uh, it's a bit uh, difficult. Like um, we lost at the same time against a team who who roughly has like sixty sixty five uh, million pounds or euros uh, budget, so you know like uh, twice as as less than, than than us. And at the same time, on the home leg, um, you could not really tell that you know they. They were, uh, you know, like two or three times uh, poorer than us. Like, like they, they, had, they had talent on the pitch and they had a game plan and and they pressed us. Okay, they're only third in the in the in the Netherlands league, but um, they pressed us like very rarely. Uh, we've been pressed uh, uh, over almost uh, 90 minutes, you know, in in Ligue 1 uh, this season. So uh, and 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 well, you know, it was uh, apparently like like uh, listening to some. Um, I listened to some uh, to some um, comments from from some fans of uh, Feyenoord like after the, the home game, and they were saying that in their eyes this was possibly the best performance uh, that they had of uh, of their season. Like they they had a ten, like they really did their, their almost the best they could. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 and and, and we did, uh, and and we clearly had a subpar performance. So, so you know, we were almost lucky to 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 get back two-two. I think in a way, like lucky and lucky, but you know, let's say things went our way, like uh, a shot, a, a good shot from uh, from from Diang, but uh, the the goalkeeper was it Marciano was not um you know like was not a. Very great on that one, and then uh, what was the second goal again? Oh, I have a, I have a, I don't remember. But um, it was deflected off of Rongier, I think. It yeah, was yeah, deflected off Rongier. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so we were, ha- we, 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 we were, yeah, you know, things went our way, and we were back, and you know, because after two 0 I was like, oh, oh, and yeah, and out of, and what a pity this this guy that's thing, because really, I think the, it's, I can say it's this mistake that that caused. I think that cost us the qualification in the end, almost. So yeah, and uh, and, and Jeng missing, you know, he, he misses two. Oh, I wouldn't say sitters, but you know, clear yeah. chances. One on one, takes a poor, poor first touch. Uh, the first time, second time, just completely mishits it with his left, and then he scores the most typical. Yeah. So, so God, Jeng really has this like a bit like Bakayoko uh, old, you know. This sort of characteristic that you scored uh, the hard, you scored a very hard one, so you scored the beautiful goals and you missed the sitters, you know. And it's, the, I hope, I, I hope he will develop into uh, another player than that. But so, so, so far, it's, it looks a bit like that, a bit frustrating. 
player. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I think we've got more to talk about him later on. Actually, yeah, yeah. I've seen more and more of the ups and downs of Bamba Dieng in the coming <laughs> in the coming games. Okay, so uh, I think we all agree that um, we we threw that game away um, ourselves, um, and that sort of so that sort of led us into the to the derby game with Leon. Um, and this is a really important match for us. Obviously, a Leon game is always very important, um, but. This one more so um, because of the stage of the season it's at and we're into that kind of final sprint. Um, and we're at home playing against the Leon side that aren't having a great season. So I think um, maybe a lot of people uh, thought that OM would uh, would actually win this game, which is kind of surprising if you think about it because our record against Leon is, is very bad in the last sort of 15 years or so, isn't it? We've got Beastman. two wins out of our last 17 matches, Video. Yeah. See, it's, it tells you everything you, you need to know about it, really. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. It's like, a, it, usually it's the sort of record a tiny little, tiny weeny league 1 team has against an, an ogre like, like Paris Saint-Germain, basically. It's like, yeah, so, it, it should not be, a, you know, it's our, it's our rival and it's abysmal record. So, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, and I think that is um, probably a, a bigger topic there about why, why we those two we could have a, those records a, a, a about whole Marseille teams, view yeah. show about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, so we we well, I mean, I, I think everyone will know we we, we lost three nothing, and um, we were pretty much um, battered, uh, and I don't really think we really got going in that game. Actually, I, I kind of felt like. Just was it's just one of those nights. I don't I don't know if maybe you if if you agree, but I wonder if the, the I mean as always in these games and maybe as OM fans we kind of cling to these moments um, as kind of some sort of like explanation justification for why we're losing. But I think I wonder if maybe the players were a little bit affected by some of the decisions that didn't go their way, and maybe if that had any outcome on the performance. No, I guess that's kind of a question for you guys, but um, I don't know. I'm just thinking first from the penalty. Um, did we lose our heads in that game at all? Is that a possibility? Or do you think that we were just beaten by a better team? Um, or do you think that it's selection issues again? You know, like Kolasinac, for example, in the left-back role, he was absolutely atrocious. Yeah, what, or two, yeah. Yeah, or what, what, what was, what's the reason? What, what, what went wrong? I think it's a combination of all those things, Steph. I mean, it's... You know, Rongier was, was arguably, I think he's been our best player in the last five, six games. And he's he's got the stamina. He was the one, he's the only player who's covered every blade of grass in every game for 95 minutes. And he, you know, he, he can tell he's done fitness and um, we, we've already discussed at length his improvements. But, you know, you, you, you go into that game with, and you don't start him, right? Gendouzi was, was, was absolutely like carbonised. He needed a rest. So it was quite happy that I, I predicted and hoped he'd be on the bench. He was. Um, but Rongier, I didn't understand. And suddenly you're missing, you're missing that, that, that player that, you know, he's been really good at breaking up counter-attacks and he, he just recovers an enormous amount. I think he's in the top 10 European players um, in terms of ball recoveries in the opposition half. Right. And it's to go into that, that game and that climate, knowing that Lyon are going to, you know, they're going to counter-attack and they're good at it. And Paqueta has that, that ability to, to put you on the back foot very quickly. Um, I just, yeah, the team selection was wrong. The wider topic is is the mental preparation of these games, whether it's Sampaoli, AVB, Rudy Garcia. It's just clearly, as a club, 
and the staff and the squads, we we just don't seem to be able to prepare and and, and live up to the demands of, of these games against the rivals, right? So that's another aspect. I think there's a huge psychological block there. Um, the Velodrome, uh, you know, Thomas, Alex and I were lucky enough, to, well, unlucky enough to be there that night, but... Uh, you know, we had a great, great weekend in Marseille the, the night before. We were on the, the Vieux Port with the, the, it was the 35 years of the, the South Winners fan group. So we, we lit the flares with them. We, we got to meet them, have a chat with them, um, you know, singing the songs late into the night. And then, yeah, the atmosphere before the game, uh, you know, there was no public transport in Marseille because it was the 1st of May. And there was there were, there were tube strikes as well because they decided to strike instead of, of working for three times the salary. So everybody, it was just pandemonium around the stadium from like 3 p.m. onwards. It was absolute carnage. You know, there was there was flares, there was singing all afternoon. Everybody was up for it. The fans were up for it. Um, we, we were in the Virachud, so there was like 18 of us from London made the trip out there. We were all together. Um, you know, the, the atmosphere was electric, and the fans we we did our part, right? We sang our lungs out. Um, we, sh- you know, we encourage the team. We create the hostile uh, atmosphere for Lyon when they were in position possession. <coughs> I think the the, ter- the the turning points of the game are Minnick's miss, so we, we were behind the goal when that happened. Uh, Thomas, bless him, wanted <laughs> wanted to make himself as small as possible. I think with embarrassment that his compatriot missed that that chance with his right foot. Um, and and suddenly, yeah, as you said, Steph, we, because we never start get going. You miss those chances that are, that actually, with Lyon's track record mentally of of collapsing against as soon as they go behind and shit, that that was a turning point because maybe they would have shut the bed then and maybe that would have spurred us on. But you add to that the, some of the dodgiest refereeing, but we're used to it, right? We're so used to it against Lyon and PSG to get. We know we're playing against twelve men. Um, Anthony Gauthier is a repeat offender, absolute incompetent scumbag, knew exactly what he was doing, failed to control the game, didn't book a single Lyon player until it, things got nasty. So you, you just put all those things together and it's just a disappointment, right? Because you, we didn't even try. And then from the stands point of view, you, you just you just sort of knew as soon as Lyon scored, you knew you weren't going to get, you, you knew we weren't going to score, you knew we weren't going to bounce back because we just never stopped, we never got going. And by that point, we'd lost our heads with the referee. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, Ben uh, summed it up perfectly, and he he he, he told every, almost everything that there was to be told. Like the only thing maybe uh, that I can add is um, the fact that of course the the timing the timing of the game between the between a European semi final was on top of everything, plus the fatigue, plus the fact that we were playing. Uh, um every three days every four days for like what five six weeks almost now if i if, if i'm not um if i'm not uh, exaggerating and and all that put together on a small lineup like on a on a lineup of 18 19 players uh you know all that put together well ended up with the with the shit show we saw but uh the, the fact remains that uh uh, if Milik would have scored that one, we could have uh, easily be. I, I think we were almost better than Lyon at the end of the first half. And um, uh, if we would have gone to the um, to the dressing room with uh, with a home advantage, you know, might have turned you know might have turned out very differently this game. But you know, that's the way it went. Yeah, yeah. I think 
from from my sort of perspective, I just sort of felt like it was just a very poor performance. Actually, I kind of feel like we, um, I don't know, like we just didn't. I, I say we didn't get going right from the start, but like I mean, all the goals came in the second half, didn't they? And in the first half, it was quite an open match. Um, to some degree, it wasn't like it was just one-way traffic or anything. But yeah, I just feel like the game didn't maybe didn't have a lot of rhythm to it originally. Um, and I kind of feel like throughout, yeah, I mean, we often start poorly in the second half, but I think in the second half it was very apparent that the issues that we had and and when we were trying to come back into the game, so the, like the lack of link-up play, Milik in particular just not fitting with the the rest of the attack, um, and. You know, I know we played for once with um, natural fullbacks, but the the our um, attacking play from wide areas is just non-existent. This team doesn't know how to how to utilise the wide areas well, and I think it's something that more and more is becoming a problem. Um, I think we tend to cluster all our, our efforts through the se- central areas of the pitch and. Um, yeah, we just seem to lack the ability to make use of the touchline and 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 sort of in the space that that exists and all the opportunities to and to expose space in in these area these these parts of the pitch. So yeah, I just think that was really apparent, and it kind of kind of is the same going into other games, you know. Um, but it's something that I think needs to be addressed. I know that it's the, maybe the system that the coach plays. He doesn't want to put that emphasis there he wants his players like inverted and coming through centrally as much as possible but I think you need to have some balance and it's clear when it's not working through the middle and you're not finding that space you're not linking up the the you're not you're not creating chances you need to be able to drag your opponents across the pitch and and create space and we just aren't doing that and it was just so obvious in that game yeah Um, there's no plan b right and but This is the paradox, right? It's the, 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 the run of games before. We won 11 out of the last 12 before the, those two games against Feyenoord and Lyon. And, um, and, and you, you know, fatigue was always going to catch up with the players. You know, they were always going to show signs of tiredness, especially, the, you know, two, two games a week for the last three months. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, again, this is, you can, you, can, you can package it however you want, but the, the players are knackered. Sampoli, wrong lineup, and and it's you know again yet yet again paradoxical. Two weeks before he's he's singing uh, Arit's praises um, and saying that he regrets not using him more because he's very talented and and now that he was on good form and stuff. And then he, he benches him for the next three games after saying that, right? And it's like uh, I I guess from from the stands it felt very similar to those games in winter against Lille and Monaco, where as you've said, Steph, we. We could, we the, I think the system works, but it works when we circulate the ball at pace and we don't take too much time on the ball and there's no hesitation and we go from left to right quickly and we're incisive and try and go and, and try and go vertical sometimes because it did work again in that run of games we're winning. It was exactly the same system. It's just that the, the players were and, and this is something that from inside the stadium we, we were discussing with Alex after, uh, afterwards. It's like. You know, for such young players and and a few sort of foreign players as well, uh, there is this season's one of those where there is a velodrome syndrome, which is, uh, you know, the huge atmosphere we create creates this expectation, this pressure, and maybe it's been too much for a lot of them, right? And and the opponents, they come every year, they know how to handle it, but uh, yeah, I think sometimes and this season, I do feel like it's played against us, and and, you know, can't blame the fans at all. It's just 
it's a psychological thing the players have failed to adapt to all season long at the Vidodrom. And the minute we go behind, it, we weren't hostile or anything. We're still singing encouraging, but you could just tell that the players were lost. And, and as you say, Steph, because plan A wasn't working and they've not had to try plan B for weeks because everything has been coming off miraculously for us and, and quite luckily sometimes, suddenly it wasn't coming off and heads drop and the refereeing doesn't, you know, contributes to make you lose your cool and, and concentration. And then we just got exposed. So fair play to Lyon, you know, apart from their first goal, the next two were, were, were really well taken, really good counter-attacks, but... Yeah, it is what it is, right? You know what to expect against Lyon. Yeah, I think luck is a fact as well. You know, you think about the chances like Bakambu missed. Um, it just, it just luck wasn't there. It was just clearly not our night, I think. Um, so, yeah, it was just, I think that we have to acknowledge that plays a role as well. Um, I must say, I, yeah. I, sorry, I, just one thing. I must say I totally love the fact that they they went to, be a, to beat us... Um, Three three nil at the Velodrome just to lose to Mess <laughs> to lose to Mess in the last minute the next game you know because he was almost written in stone all no, that you just knew like, it like yeah yeah, yeah. like like on Twitter you you saw a lot of fans who were like yeah yeah you're like yeah yeah okay have fun now but we all know you're gonna lose the next game and then I looked at the at the rooster and I was like oh no I mean it's Mess they're not gonna lose at Mess well they did <laughs> it's it's just well, at least they, they picked their moments well, and I think they probably would rather beat yeah, you can probably say than, than lose to Met and, and lose to Mets. I think they'll, they'll probably be all right without their fans. Um, okay, so shall we move on then to the second leg uh, Europa Conference League final game? So uh, as we discussed, so we drew this one, uh, the first one now now. Sorry, three, we lost the first one three two, and then we came into this one. Um, Obviously needing a win, but unfortunately we fell short with a nil-nil draw, um, which eliminated us from the competition. Um, I think this one is pretty disappointing. Actually, the Leon one, like you can stomach, it's just another league game. We've got like games to make up for it, um, in the run in the you know towards the end of the season, to, we can we're still in second place. But this one, obviously, the elimination from a tournament that I think that we probably all felt that we on paper, should have made it to the final. Um, I'm not saying we were going to win it, because I think Roma uh, and Leicester are better side, probably stronger sides than us at the moment, at least Roma, definitely. Um, but yeah, this one was pretty disappointing, but not even just the elimination. I, I think for me, it was the performance. It was just incredibly flat. Um, we just looked, again, out of ideals in this one. Um, I know that we started off quite brightly um and the game was really impacted by by Pyatt's injury and once and he when he went off it was quite clear that we lack um a source of creativity um and we really really struggled um and, and, and yes from he went off about half to about half an hour and you could see in the last sort of 10 15 minutes final coming into the game feeling more and more confident um as as the like the first leg uh, you said Julian um, they pressed us really well and our defence really struggled like to you know we like to play out from the back and I you know every time across the second half every time the ball was at Saliba, Lirola, I, they just looked like they were going to give it away every time you know every pass looked really like oh shaky um, I was really disappointed I mean thank fuck we didn't have Chaleta Sala um, 
but um, their, their team doing a, to me, you know make another catastrophic mistake. But yeah, even some like guys like Kamara and Saliba looked very shaky at times in the ball, um, and it was just yeah, it was just a really disappointing showing, really flat, really just lacking in substance, you know, just feeble, really. Um, I don't, yeah. So I was pretty. Uh, this one I was quite cross with the Leon one. I, I just thought fuck it, you know, it's Leon bastards they're, they're you know they've got quality i i feel like this final side are okay but i feel like we should be beating them based on what i saw and yeah going out with just um such a whimper of a performance and yeah it's pretty disappointing it's very clear that the team lacks leadership and character in these kind of moments and maybe a bit of experience as well what about you guys sorry i've um, waffled on so so long there that's <laughs> okay mate. we all feel the same i mean so, so Alban, me, uh, a couple of the other lads. We, we, I, I went up to Paris for work on Monday, and then I was like, "Fuck it, European Cup semi-final. I'll travel back down, right?" Um, so I got TGV back down Thursday morning, really early. Uh, spent the day in the Marriott Hotel, so just next to the stadium. It's actually quite cool because all the the RMC journalists were there, so we had a quick beer with them and uh, you know chat about what they thought. Um, and they were all predicting, as we thought, you know, an emphatic bounce back from the Lyon performance and, and qualifying for yet another final. It, it didn't happen. And um, had, had uh, you know, Florence Mapongol was there as well, ex-Liverpool player, very nice guy. And then, uh, fortunately, we got to meet Basil Boli and get a picture with him, which was really cool. And that, sadly, was the highlight of the day. Um, it, it pissed it down. There was a massive thunderstorm just before kickoff. Sorry, just before uh, 6, 7 p.m. And this was torrential, right? It was absolutely hammering it down. Um, hail, everything. Um, so we, we went into the ground about half seven um, because of the, unfortunately, yet more, more fucking fun and rest in Marseille. God knows why. We've not learned our lesson from the previous rounds we allow so many fucking away fans hooligans to travel to to to, the, to our city they smash it up um the police nowhere to be seen or shit you know i didn't see a single crs until an hour after the game so you sort of wonder how how the city the prefecture is managing this right um anyway that's a, another debate but you sort of look at these things and you go, so we, we go in the ground, the stadium starts, the atmosphere was electric, the Virage Nord was closed because of the incidents against Power Cafe Athens in the previous rounds. And I, I, we, we didn't see the first 10 minutes because we're in Virage Sud and the, the flares were everywhere um, and we couldn't see a thing. And then it's, <laughs> it, it's just one of these games, I think, Steph, it, it, I, I think I feel... We could have played 10 hours and not scored. You know, it just, nothing was going to come off for us. Um, at halftime, you know, Payet went off injured exactly the same minute, 29th minute, that he did in 2018 final against Atletico. Um, but even if he just stayed on, you know, I'm just not convinced that we would have ever got going like we did against Lyon. So it, it just, it was just lacklustre. It was sterile. There, there, there was anxiety. There were nerves. Um, and, and again, I think, you know, the fact that the, that the expectation of the Villodrome and, and, and the noise and stuff, it played more in the in the opponent's favour than our own players, because the minute they start missing those those easy passes or, um, you know, or, or miss a half chance, then their heads go, sadly, because they, they've proven now they, they struggle with the pressure at home. 
Um, we didn't have anything, right? I mean, was there serious chance in that game? I mean, I think Pyatt, before going off, he cuts in on his left at some point in the first half. And, and yeah, that's probably the in. best chance. Yeah, but after that, absolutely fuck all. You know, Nothing. I I uh, I checked um, the XG for that game, uh, and very surprisingly, we had 1.5, which which is absolutely not enough uh, considering like we had to score two goals. I'm surprised it was that high. Wow. Yeah, exactly. But I was like, oh, 150, really? <laughs> I, I I didn't see the the detail of them, but I guess this this uh, this shoot we're talking about from Payet, it it could be a 0.3. Yeah, 0.25 because it was a good chance. Yeah, they do count uh, in the box as well in those stats, right? So yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess they the they they counted the the fact that um that Milik couldn't control the ball like that. Jesus Milik Christ. was was ha- was wearing uh, Dr. Martins on the on the pitch. Uh, so you know, yeah, yeah. So uh, oh, I, I saw someone like um, posting a picture of that and on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't know where it came from, but it's ridiculous. I suppose touch on that chance. You're, you're left footed. Take it first time, mate. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I, I don't. To be honest, I don't agree. Like I, I watched it again. I don't even think it's. I think I think people are clutching at straws. To be honest, I don't think we had any clear openings in that game. We didn't. Even no, no, we didn't. And, and you knew at halftime, for, even in the stadium, we, we sort of knew there was an air of inevitability that you were just, we were just not up to it, right? That, that, that's that's my main sentiment for both games. The fans, we turned out, we were up for it. The players weren't. Um, and it's the lack of fight, right? And, and and as you've said, Steph, it's the lack of leaders. You know, if you have if you have a Sana or a Heinze in that team Thursday, they will rally the troops at halftime and go, right, let's fucking win this game. Um, no more fucking about. Everybody gets stuck in, um, and and they you know they lead the fight, right? And we just Rongier we, Gendouzi, you can see that they they're developing and they have those leadership qualities, but they're still too too raw. Um, and so we, if we, yeah, we, that, that was it. It was the lack of, of, of experience of, of a lot of the players at that level, and it's just, it's just sad because the, you're in the European Cup semi-final. It's, it's Marseille. We have a, a European history, and, and it's just, you know, it was shocking, really, the level of, of fights, passion. It, it, um, it just wasn't there. It was nowhere near good enough for, for, for a semi-final at home. I agree. I, I I agree, but uh, um, I must also say that you could really see that 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 too many players were absolutely knackered. And you, I mean, it's something you can see if you think about the the triptych, the the two Feyenoord and the Lyon game. Like you see some, you see some players who are, who just have absolutely not the level of, of of energy you have to play like three very very big high super high intensity games like that also. And so, so if we talk about that, we 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 go back also to some of the, but we won't go go back to that now. But to some of the Sampaoli choices, of course, of lineups, and, and also to to be fair with the man, to the fact that he's been saying that we we are lacking uh, two or three, um, you know, like two or three players uh, to add in the rotation, and he's been saying that since the beginning of the season. So well, we, 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 uh, the, the problem is you, you could almost argue we have them right, but the big problem is they've all been shit when they've been given a chance. Kalasinac is not fit. Bakov yeah, is yeah, not that's... fit. 
Lirola has been shit. Lirola has um, been a huge disappointment. And Enrique is 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 missing. Um, Enrique is, is at the level of League 2. He needs to go to into he League 2 for a while. But, but that's yeah, he needs to go on loan to the, the guy. Yeah. Sampoli did, did try this turnover. He did try in, in January and February. I was looking at some of the lineups on Friday. And he did try and, and give them some game time. But we He we, tried, he uh, tried. That's when we started struggling for results, and he had to put the starters back in. Yeah, it's back on it's, the winning track. It's it's true, it's true. It's not a you know. I don't I don't blame. Um, I, I blame a bit all the different things you 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 say when I think about why we didn't we didn't win this game against Feyenoord, which we should have honestly won. Like we've we've all respect for uh, for for Feyenoord, we 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 should have beaten them over two games. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's a bit of of of, of all this. Uh, uh, but really, like fatigue played a played a role because I think it it it, it you know when when you're uh, above exhaustion or when you're extremely exhausted like that, it's also very hard to everything like the huge uh, atmosphere and the pressure and the the you know the sort of like only the fact that you want to believe you know in your capacities and to believe that you can do it uh, only that takes much more effort because you're knackered. You know what I mean? And if you know, if they didn't get, if 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 they did, if the show didn't get started, like we have this feeling, I don't know. I also I also think it played a role. And of course, the the, I think if Payet would have stayed on the pitch, it might have we might have scored one at least. But uh, yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, uh, that said, I totally agree with you, Ben. They didn't on that day. They didn't on on, on both days. They didn't. All players didn't show up. They didn't. They didn't show. They didn't. They didn't show enough. That's for sure. And I'm, I'm, I'm officially traumatized. You know, after those being there, the trip, the, the you know, the, the excitement, the whole thing, and it's, it's ten times worse than watching it at home, guys. I can promise. Yeah, you that. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. You come out of the stadium. You know, I think we we clogged against Lyon. We clogged something like I, I checked my phone before I went in and afterwards. I, I think we did twelve thousand steps just for those ninety minutes <laughs> from all the jumping and and singing and and just just mayhem that we were causing right and mm. and 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 you, you you sort of and and we had quite a bit to drink too so you you've 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 hyped up you've you've gone all out and then it's just you go from that elation and excitement and anticipation to 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 just rock mm. bottom and you know at the end i i, I yeah i sat down on on the steps of the vr shoot while it was emptying to, to let it empty a bit and because there was yet more fucking incidents outside and there was tear gas being shot by the cops you slept there no, nah, but you know, we just waiting for it. But I, yeah, I was just sat there staring at the pits, my, my my head in my hands, thinking, "Fuck's sake, like our season's collapsed, and and we could be in big trouble here." Um, but I guess yeah, this is a segue into to, into yesterday's game. If there's going to be one, I mean, look, disappointing, uh, very disappointing, even more so for me being there. But you know, the energy is back on the league, right? That was that was the the main message I think on Friday from everybody was. You know, we tried, we weren't good enough. Now we need to focus on the main objective, which is getting Champions League. Yeah, and that brings us to our new priorities, doesn't it? Yeah, league and uh, so uh, yeah, so Sunday's game was against Lorient, and uh, I think there's probably a lot of pressure, worry, fear <laughs> on how we would respond uh, after three very disappointing matches. Um, and yeah, and Thursday's elimination being such a major blow to our confidence. Um, okay, so this game actually, 
you know, because we've, we've got a few problems with injuries as well um, leading into this game. Um, but we actually, I think we've surprised ourselves by putting on a pretty strong performance. So Marseille won 3 nothing, and, and I know we've had some good results um, away to, to Lorient in recent years, but I think in the year, not long ago, it was in the, it was a stadium that we used to trou- have a lot of trouble with. So I was, I think particularly when Gurkuf was the coach, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, so we, I think we did better than I was expecting, actually. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so a 3-0 victory, and it was a pretty comfortable 3-0 win and we saw some of like younger players like Gunduzi, Dieng put in good performances um, certainly get better with the good and the bad with Dieng I think had uh, as you mentioned Julian earlier on um, a moment of like one of the worst bits of control you could imagine from a professional footballer at this level and then scoring a, a beautiful goal you know, illustrating wonderful technique. It's just like, how does how does this guy exist? Um, but yeah, so uh, three nothing puts us in the driving seat still for second place. How did you find this game, guys? Want to go for it, Ben? No, you go first this time, mate. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I was shitting my pants. Uh, before the game, and uh, <laughs> I was going to say exactly the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I was almost like, no, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. I'm going to hate myself. I'm going to hate. I'm going to hate this afternoon. You know, I was like, I think I missed the first five minutes or something because I was like, well, I'm going to watch it. Oh uh, yeah, well, but of course I'm going to watch it. But you know, I was like, ah, uh, I was fearing, you know, the worst because I was imagining, um, you know, like um, some sort of like nightmare scenario and etc. Um, well, and it didn't go that way. So, so well done, uh, well done, lads. Like um, the, I, I think I, I, I think there was this general feeling from the fans uh, uh, because of you know the scenario went, and then because of like past past seasons where where we where we were in in the driver's seat, and then in the end we we choked badly and etc. Um, um, but um. It's not, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm going to talk more about the game itself. Um, yeah, well, yeah, you know, Lorient, they did what they they, they, they can, but they didn't they didn't really have a great game. Uh, I, I think they could have done better. Um, but uh, it's one thing I can tell, which is a, a, a pretty reassuring uh, information. Apparently, uh, this season... Uh, when uh, Payet, uh, we never lost a game when Payet was not on the pitch, which I had noticed actually like the few times he was not playing that we, I, I don't remember precisely which one, but we, we, we've we had a few good wins or quite pretty convincing wins here and there uh, in Ligue 1 or even maybe in Europe uh, without Payet this season. And I was like, oh yeah, that's nice. You know, we are unlike maybe last season or, or some season when we were a bit more shit, like we are not totally Payet dependent and with what happened now with him being out until the end of the season uh let's hope that it will um, it will prove true until the end like if we if we don't lose any of these two games coming and if you win one of them we we are good yeah, sorry, I didn't talk much about the game. <laughs> I really thought it was the result. The most important was the result. Yeah, it was. It was, and, and the content, the content was okay, you know. And 
the main thing is we got that goal. I mean, back on we went off, but we, we were causing trouble, right? And we were knocking on the door and you could just feel the goal was coming and they were shocking, right? Um, and, and it's quite quite ironic and quite an acute twist of fate that Jeremy Morel yeah, exactly. gets bullied off the ball by Chengi Sender for the opening goal. And uh, and yeah, he's you know he's starting to pay his back for a lot of the shit he did when he was at the club. But um, yeah, I think it's yeah the main concern, as you say, Julian, was was what frame of mind is pe- are people going to be in? Um, Payet's missing. Arit is is was was doubtful and ended up not playing because he, he took a knock as well on Thursday. So you were like, oh fuck, where's it going to come from? You know, who's going to create? And yeah, I, I I will take that as a main takeaway as well. Is that I I, I felt gradually and gradually, this the, this second half of the season that we can finally transition away from being pilot dependent, which is a, a huge relief. It's about time. Um, we'll still need to find someone as good as him, but much younger to 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 fill that left wing. Um, next year, that's going to be a key priority because he he has to be a a, um, a substitute now. He, he just can't handle it. Um, he can't he can't sustain physical performance for, for for more than 45 minutes, I don't think. But he still had a good season, right? Fair play. But yeah, we got the goal um, and then surprisingly started the second half pretty well for a change and got the second one very quickly. Um, and and Jason was was he was the the, the the main man for me. He was the man of the match with Angers. They were they were they were brilliant, um, creating. Uh, you know, Jason was. I think he creates the second goal with a, a, a cute little back heel, um, and then he scores the third. And and then yeah, the, the, you know, I think we all we were all relieved about the result, but shitting ourselves slightly that five players got injured during the game because Jason and Dieng both went off um, when after the third goal went in. And so it was apparently. Yeah, and Saliba will miss a game for. Yeah, so Saliba suspended. So he yeah. played this last game at the Villadome, sadly, on Thursday, because he's, he's he's suspended for the Strasbourg game. So, yeah, it's it's just yeah, but but the silver lining is apparently apart from back on Boone, nobody is, is is seriously injured, and, and they should all be in the squad on on Saturday, uh, away to Rennes. Um, but yeah, we, we got the job done. I think as well, um, I was looking at the table. We equaled Monaco's goal, goal difference, which is which is going to may, may be hugely important in the, in the run-in now with two games left. So job done, right? And again, uh, you know, relieved, but also extremely fucking frustrated that we 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 didn't do one tenth of of of, of the, the the initiative and 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 the sort of progressive and positive play in, in either of the previous games and, and we're capable of doing it against weaker teams and it's like you know the, the finals weren't much better than Lorient in the second leg but we just weren't able to, to put it out the bag right so it, it's even more frustrating when when you know they're capable and they're psychological and you sort of go oh. but, but Im- imagine we would have scored one against Feyenoord like at the very end of the game and we would have played uh, 40 more minutes yeah with this with this lineup and when you see already five injuries on the next game, etc. But but Im- no, I mean, imagine we would lose on penalties to Feyenoord and then we no. would, we would you know we would even have more uh, injury players and not win at at um, at Lorient. At Lorient. Uh, 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 part of me I felt like it, towards the end of the game, uh, I mean the Feyenoord game, I was thinking. Are they a bit stressed to to score this only one goal? Because uh, I, I guess that's stupid, but a bit in their back of their heads, like because they're they're like, oh no, we're not gonna play half an hour more. We're gonna be dead. 
you know. I don't know he's if he played a role or anything, but who knows? Maybe some of them, yeah. But maybe just, some of them. We have loads of, we had subs left, right? We could have done some more subs in that true, game. That's that's true. True. Um, that's but true. yeah, we uh, and um, what was I going to say? But but people, I've seen people moaning. Oh, we've got look at all the injuries. Poor, you know, should have done more turnover stuff. But no. You know, you can't complain about getting muscular and fatigue injuries two games from the end of the season. You know, if it, if this was happening in February, March, then you'd be like, yeah, okay. Well, you know, to be honest, though, it's worth pointing out, though, that we do a lot of chopping and changing around with the squad. So it's not like a lot of other teams where we're playing Indeed. the same 11 every week. So you could make an argument that some of the players should be a bit fresher than at this stage than... than yeah, and yeah but, but clearly clearly, it, it just goes to show that even though you know we've made the European Cup semi-final and if we if we do get second place there, there will be some eternally unhappy Marseille fans as usual the, the fan base is, is always going to be divided um, less so in, in previous seasons more so in, in, in you know every second season there's it's either the manager or, or a player or a staff member that, that bears the brand and this year it's some probably some people have just decided he's going to be blamed for fucking everything um so you can't you know you can't blame him you know it's a miracle we made it this far with no serious injuries in the last three months considering we've been playing we played like 25 games in the space of like 12 weeks you know it's crazy so hopefully it's worse, yeah. yeah hopefully we get the players back for for then and i i guess you know, main takeaway is we bounced back from that game and, and we equaled Monaco's different goal difference. And now we've got two finals coming up. And I, I think... Um, yep, just I'll come to that in, in a bit, yeah. actually. Um, before we do, I wanted to do something a little bit different quickly. We just ask you, like, over the last like four games, which player do you think like has been a, the standout top and who's been the standout flop? of all those games that we've covered, so rather than doing individual games, like just looking up, looking back at our form. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, I, I mean, Rongier for me, through top. Rongier's the, yeah. the, the main man, even though he played three of the four games, but he, he was the man of the match in all three. Um, and flop... It's hard to pick. I mean, you'd say Minnick, but he, again, he only played two out of the four, but he was one of the worst performers on, on both the games he did play in. Um, Payet went, went off injured, a bit harsh maybe, but I mean, the first leg against Feyenoord, he he, he did get um, an assist, I think, and, and he, he, said, he said he should have had three assists. You really. can only pick one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to help you out, DCC. Chilet and Sol? Yeah, for for yeah. for his game against the Feyenoord, it's the, the and, and, uh, it and he was not and he was not great yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I think o- o- overall, I I would vote for DCC as my flop. So um, uh, special mention. Um, my second choice, if not Rongier, Luan Perez has been really good the last few yeah. games. <laughs> 
Come on. I mean, <laughs> he's had the, the biggest <laughs> Juan Perez right, fan right, ever. Like, he, he, he's, had, he's been okay, but he's also had some moments where you've been like, for fuck's sake, how is this guy even playing at this level? So, I, no, no. <laughs> you don't like um, him, huh? You don't like him. He, like, even against... He's not, um, fit, he's not fit for the Premier League, huh? He's not the Premier League player. He's, he's not. <laughs> no, he's, he's not even... Anyway, like, he's... Yeah, he, he in moments he's playing good and he's decent, but every game there's at least one or two things he does which like is nearly catastrophic. Like Stefan, is is Juan Perez fit for the for the Scottish Prem? I don't know, I don't watch Scottish Premier. Oh, okay, okay, um, okay. Anyway, oh, right, I'm not liking where this is going. Right, so <laughs> that, moving on, right, so you pick uh Rangier and for the top, we I think we all agree on that flop. There's lots of players. We're not picking Lyon Perez. Uh, I'm not picking him anyway as the top. Um, flop, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. All of them. <laughs> um, I think Chaitis getting a bit harsh because of the mistake he made up against Final, but he has been a bit shit recently. Um, and I actually, I think I'm done with him, to be honest. I think we should sell him. I think there's not... I feel like he's kind of... Hit a ceiling at OM that's not. We're not going to be able to sell him, mate. He's going to he's going to smartly run out his contract. He's got 12 months left. Um, who's going to well, want him this summer, right? We're going to try to ship him off. We might sell him for like you know cut price on it, like 15 million euros or something like I that. I take 10 at this stage. You know he's got 12 months left on his deal. But the the question is, who's going to come in? It's going to be the the Wolves and the Aston Villas, and he's. I mean, these he's clubs are stupid. stupid. They'll spend money on anyone. They're stupid. They're just so desperate to buy. Yeah, yeah but, but he's in not the Premier League. Want- He's not, more money than he's not going to want to go well, there. Well, he will do now that he realises that he's not as good as he thought he was. Um, yeah, so I guess, I mean, I think that's fair. I think the Milik stuff is, is he's been poor, but I mean, he's as you said, he's kind of in and out of the team, isn't it? It's not really like fair in him. Um, so yeah, I think I'll go with Chaleta Saar. Um, I, I agree with all your points, like, and on the subject, actually, about Milik, we made a, a video on YouTube about Milik and his situation. Um, so, yeah, do check it out. We've got a YouTube channel that has been lying dormant forever. Um, so, yeah, um, have a look at that. Um, okay, and next game, OM Ren. I thought maybe we could do a little quick preview about what to expect because we've got these two games coming up as you um about to talk about Ben, so we've got Ren um, on Saturday, which is basically like a cup final, isn't it? I mean, Ren are sitting right behind us in the table. Um, they've got a higher goal difference than us. Slightly terrifying me if they beat us, we're in trouble. <laughs> um, they're only, I mean, they're only what three? No, they're six points behind, aren't they? So they're not. They've got a game in hand. That's why. So they've got a game in hand against Nantes this week. And then they've got us on the Saturday. So they've got the possibility of leapfrogging us in their table. So we've got them on Saturday. And then, obviously, the last game of the season is against the team who's one place behind them in fifth place, Strasbourg. And that is another cup final game for us. But I'm, I don't want to talk about Stra- um, the Strasbourg game because there's time for that. But Ren, Saturday, what are we expecting? Yeah, well, I I, I, I think uh, uh, it's gonna be important to follow also the the Nantes game. Sorry, is it is it uh, Rennes Nantes or Nantes Rennes? I don't remember. Nantes Nantes Rennes on Wednesday, yeah. Okay, because uh, Nantes is a fresh uh, French Cup winner, uh, 
uh, first title for them since uh, ages, I don't remember. And, um, you know, Derby de Bretagne, uh, local rivalry. I, I could see this game uh, go uh, either way. Like, there is a, a possibility to imagine, like, yeah, Nantes will be all pumped up and, and they will really want to show their best and they will they will show the, um, the trophy to their fans. Uh, while while Ren is coming uh, there, which is like I don't know, they it's like really really, I would really like to be in the stadium to see that. It's gonna be quite fun. Um, but um, at, on the other hand, you could also imagine that uh, after winning the the title, they blew up a lot of pressure. They've been partying and etc. And Ren are arriving like they're having quite strong and they're. At, they're a strong team at a lot of levels and they might like smash them and march on them. So I could not see that, but of course I will root for, for Nantes. Of course, uh, like any, like everyone in Marseille, I guess. What's um, the score? Oh. Sorry? I was going to say, uh, what's, what, I, I thought you were finishing up, so I was going to say, what about the OM Ren game? What are you the, 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 the OM Ren, uh, honestly, I'll take a draw. I really take a draw. Yeah, exactly the same. I'll sign up for a one-one right now. Yeah, 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 pretty much. If we take a draw, we risk losing second place to Monaco. Uh, no, we the... just have to beat Strasbourg, and we, we, you know, we must beat Strasbourg. So it's a. Uh, right, but yeah. You know, yeah, because Strasbourg... there's still be a point. Yeah, you're right. You're Strasbourg right. will probably have n- yeah. in the end still nothing to play for. Hmm. Possibly yeah, that's a good point. But they, they, I think they're a good team, aren't they? Um, ah, yeah, they're decent. They're decent, but man, if, if the, we got, if yeah. we if we cannot beat Strasbourg at home, do we deserve to play the Champions League next season? You know, it's the same, you know. So yeah. Yeah, Strasbourg are playing uh, Grenoble, uh, Clermont, sorry, at home. Uh, Monaco playing Brest at home. You've got Nice, Lille. So Nice are completely out of the running. Pretty much, and, then, yeah. and then on the last day, Rennes go to Lille and Monaco go to Lens. Huh? So yeah, yeah. And Lens might still have something. Yeah, and Lens might still still be in for uh, for European yeah. spots. So yeah. so that's good. That's good for yeah, us. Yeah, it's, it's not you know it's not. An it's easy not a piece of cake. Oh no, it's not a piece of cake to go and win at Lens. Uh, uh, it's not a. It's not going to be easy for Monaco to win at Lens. I think so. You know, if, if if you look at the at the outrights, like the at the at the, what the bookies said, uh, we are largely favorite to finish top three, like largely, largely, largely. Mm-hmm. Even uh, even after the the Lorient game, but I, uh, I think... would not bet I would not bet a dime on it <laughs> personally. But um, uh, but I don't remember exactly the odds, but we are like we are like uh, at least. Uh, like if I say in percentage like seventy five or eighty percent favorites to yeah, finish top we, three. We all know OM and odds, right? We uh, all know that. We all know that. That's why, I, before. That's why I would never bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think Ren um Leo is that difficult. I don't think that's a, that difficult a game for Ren. To be honest, Leo are not in good form, are they? They've it's, been it's away. I mean it's just because they're away, right? So uh yeah, I mean you, you never know. If we if we if we if we draw against them, they're out of the running for top three. So for for, for they're, they're too, I think they'll be too far from us. They'll be four points behind us. Um, and then it's all down to to Monaco and them, right? It depends what it depends what Monaco do. 
Um, and all the games are now at the same time as well for the next two games. Yeah. So and, and for once, uh, Rennes will play like we, we we have a full week, even though we have so many injuries. But we have almost, we have six days of recoveries, and uh, and Rennes, Rennes will we won't have that. Rennes will okay. only have, will okay. have only three days. So scores, uh, I think one one. one 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 one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Um, yeah, one one. Yeah, why not? That sounds reasonable. That sounds believable. I, do you know what we should do? And maybe next year we'll actually try and write down, remit, like keep a record of the scores that we predict League each table, week. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, yeah. we should have that running um, throughout the season on the podcast. Um, see who's actually the best at this. Um, okay, so we're all going with a one-one draw. Um, that's that's good. We're all in agreement. Yeah, that would be. I'd, I've, I hadn't really thought it through properly. I think I'd looked at it and misunderstood. But yeah, you're right. That would actually solve the problem, wouldn't it? Okay. Um, I think that's probably everything tonight, isn't it? I, I don't think that there's been quite in the news front. So I think we had plenty of games to cover. So I think we're probably good to to call it a night. Um, just to say before we close the show is that as I mentioned earlier on, like I cut last week. Um, made a couple of videos on the YouTube channel, so we got one about San Paoli and one about Milik. And the idea was that they would just do like uh, just do like little kind of short videos um, on uh, that are topical, um, so not like not what we cover on the podcast, not looking at like um, matches and reviewing and previewing matches and stuff. So just kind of a bit of a gap filler because you kind of struggle sometimes often to get episodes out every week, and it's just and also just like. You know, there's there's different things that we could be talking about um um that don't fit so easily on on a weekly podcast um so yeah do check it out it's quiet you know so like if you're not following us on Twitter and you're not seen me seen us mention it um we do have a YouTube channel there um Marcy if you try and get some more content out there in the future um yeah and uh that's pretty much it I think I think we'll just say yeah. good night. Thanks, Thanks everyone. everyone for taking part. Thank you, everyone.